He should have checked if the ice water was going to make a lot of noise. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. Okay, so... Welcome back to Killer Reactions. I am so fucking out of breath. I'm walking <laughs> up those stairs right now. Like, need a minute. <laughs> wow. I'm very out of shape. Okay. Welcome back to Killer Reactions with Jasmine, your host, and... Gabby. Back again from episode two. Yeah, episode two. two. Yeah. Hi, guys. So crazy. <laughs> this is episode five. Yeah, five. And that's, we're moving and grooving here. Moving and grooving. And I have to post on, well, I don't have to, but I'm posting on Christmas, so. Cool. Yeah, Christmas-themed episode, so tune in for that. And that's, the, I can't wait. My zero people that listen to this. <laughs> okay, anyways. So I decided, since you, your initials are GG, I decided to do people with initials GG. Okay, interesting. And, yes, and I chose two people. So I'm going to start with the shorter one. So it's Jesh Gottfried in Germany. Okay. Yeah, her name's spelled G-E-S-C-H-E. And I literally searched for like five, ten minutes on like how to pronounce it and like <laughs> went and... Like, heard different pronunciations. I was like, this is the easiest one. Okay. <laughs> so, Jesh. <coughs> she was born in um, 1785. Oh, okay. You know me, I like the past. <laughs> we like know a she's dead. historical moment. Yeah, always. Um, the murders happened in 1813 and 1827. Don't know how old she was. Should have done that math beforehand, but... You carry the two. Yeah, like <laughs> that meme with the yeah the math. <laughs> just staring. Yeah, that was me. Um, anyways, you guys can figure out the day or the, <laughs> her age. Um, and then she was arrested a year later in 1828. Okay. Okay, so just a little background. Um, Josh was a German serial poisoner. Oh. Okay. Yeah. She murdered at least 15 people. Whoa. Yeah. She's crazy. Because of her devoted nursing of the victims during their time of suffering, she was known as the Angel of Bremen. Oh, my gosh. Until she was, like, discovered that, you know, she was killing them. Yeah, one of those, like, flowers in the attic type of craziness. I love you so much, but here, (laughs) eat this lead paint. It's just potted sugar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So her first victim was her husband, Johann Miltenberg. She saw that he was um, dissipating the inheritance that he received from his father, and it was their only means of support. So, she's like, well... He had to go. He had to go. I need a new man to support me. Um, Her poison of choice was a mixture of arsenic and fat, which which is called, like, mouse butter. Okay. And it's um, usually used to kill mice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she, like, mixed that and I guess just, like, added it to random foods that they ate. Wow. And then her second to sixth victim, so second, third, fourth, fifth, five <laughs> more people. Why am I? Just math <laughs> is not my thing. Um, She had her sights set on a guy named Michael Gottfried. 
So over the next few months, in 1815, she systematically got rid of everyone who had posed a threat to her, like, getting together with him. Oh, anybody that got in the way of their... She's like, ow, ow, Yes. (laughs) Fuck you all. How crazy in those days that you could just do things like this and everyone was like, wow, they just died. Yeah. That's pretty normal. (laughs) They were getting into the age, you know, 26. Right. (laughs) Too old. Crazy. So, she did her parents on two separate days, which I don't get. I'm like, why wouldn't you do it, like, the same day? But I guess that might look suspicious. Right, yes. At that point, they'd be like, okay, now something is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then her daughters and one son, um, so two daughters and one son, all on separate days. What? I'm like, And nobody's noticing that it's, like, all people kind of... Close to her. Right. Well, on to her seventh victim, <laughs> her twin brother. Yeah, that's no. fucked up. Whoa, she's heartless. Yeah. Um, he returned home in 1816 following a stint in the army and demanded his rightful share of the inheritance that she got from uh, their parents. Right. So she was like, nah. So she um, gave him some shellfish, <laughs> shellfish flavored with arsenic. What? So, you know, just what? a little light sprinkle. Wow. Like, I wouldn't trust, yeah, I guess I would notice if I was close to her and be like, do I really want to hang out with her or have her give me anything to put in my body? (laughs) But this was a different time. Like, what else would they do? That's true. (laughs) I mean, was she that important that she had a lot of friends? I'm assuming not. Because she's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) She killed the friends. Yeah. (laughs) And then her eighth victim was her husband, Michael Godfrey. Oh. Because she immediately inherited all of his property, Mm -hmm. so he had to go. Right. Yeah. I got the money. Why do I need you? It is my estate now. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And the last seven victims were random close friends and relatives. Whoa. Yeah. So I have a Why? List. She just started going, like, mad with it. Yeah. So her first husband was in 1813. Okay. Then the mother went in 1815, along with the daughter, the two daughters, and the father, and the son. They Whoa. all got in 1815. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That right there is suspicious. A lot. Yeah, right? And then her brother in 1816... Then her second husband in 1817. And then her fiancé, <gasps> Paul Zimmerman, in 1823. So she took a little hiatus. She was like, yeah. Oh. Did she really love Paul or something? I'm confused. I really doubt it if she killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. She's like, no, no, that's why I had to. Yeah. <laughs> but fiancé, so she didn't get anything from that one. Probably not. Or maybe she, like, swindled it, like before they got married. Right. I don't know. Um, then was her music teacher and friend, Anna Meyerholz, Meyerholz, oh Meyerholz my in 25, 1825. Um, and then her neighbor, friend, and advisor, uh, Johan Moses. Holy shit, I'm just noticing now, wow, that what? three of the people are named Johan. Oh. That's weird. Her first husband, her brother, and now her neighbor and friend. She just had a grudge on that third one, I suppose. Fuck that name. Yeah. So the teacher, music teacher and the neighbor both in 25. Cool. Um, and the next year was her landlady. What? Will, Will, Helm, Will, we're just going to skip that name. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, and then in 27, she killed three people. Oh. The daughter 
of Betta Schmidt, which is her maid that she also killed. Oh. And then her friend, creditor, Frederick. I'm like, I never understood, like, the last, the that's random it. seven. Like, why? Yeah. And what did, did they she... even do? That's what I want to know, too. Like, the land, well, the land. I mean, what? landlady's what? like, hmm. She just, I mean, do you remember like... our, not landlords, but the fucking apartment people? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Off. Yes. I mean, not that I would kill anybody. It's right but <laughs> I had somebody. I understand the urge. <laughs> Um, so she became careless and a strange white substance was found on food she prepared for her friends. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, didn't spread that out enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it was de- identified as arsenic by a local doctor. So I'm just, like, wondering, like, did someone bring this dish to the doctor? Or, yeah. like, scrape off and, like, put it in a napkin or something? Like... I feel like at that time they would have just had to bring the dish. Yeah. Because <laughs> this looks weird. <laughs> they brought it to the police and the police were like, ask a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Especially in fucking the 1800s. <laughs> I know. So on her 43rd birthday, she was arrested. Like on the oh. day. Yeah. That's crazy. Which that is, is. So um, on the, she was arrested on the suspicion of murder. And she was incarcerated for th- three years and finally sentenced to death. And she was the last person to be publicly executed in Bremen. Yeah. Whoa. She was beheaded. Whoa. I... It sounds so fucked up, but I would love, like, to see that. Like, like that's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. It is crazy. And people just, like, that was entertaining. Stood and watched there. And, that was like, yeah. guys, hey, kids, let's go to yeah. the beheading. And... Town Square. Oh, what else are we going to do here? We were just sitting. Yeah. (laughs) We were just playing with the dirt, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so weird. Um, So then a local custom was for the condemned to drink a final glass of wine before stepping into history. Mm. And in a surprise move, Jesh took only one sip and then offered the rest to the judges presiding over the execution. Whoa. Whether or not the glass contained a smattering of mouse butter... Or whether or not the judges drank from it was not recorded. Hmm. So, they gave her... They did a death mask. Do you know what those are? So that you don't see her face during the... Oh, It's okay. like a... Cast of her face? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a memento of the dead and can be used for the creation of, like, portraits. Huh. Like, later on after they die. That's crazy. Yeah. Weird. What year did she die again? In... 1831. Huh. 43 years old. Crazy. She just went nuts. Josh Godfrey. That's, yeah, whoa. The oh, amount what? of people. And did she just never talk about it to the... Like, nobody knew she had a family. Nobody knew she right? had friends. <laughs> she was just, like, that weird person that kind of made friends with you. And you're like, oh, I guess I'll go, like, yeah. eat dinner at their house. And then you die. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> okay, so our second and last person is Gina Grant from South Carolina, Lexington. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. South so, Carolina. this is in the 70s to the 90s-ish. Hmm. Uh, oh, that felt good. 
was holding it. Um, so she was born in 76. Uh, the murder happened when she was 14 in oh. ni- uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. And she was arrested in 1990. So she was born to Charles Grant and Dorothy Mayfield. Um, her father died of lung cancer when she was 11. And she had mm-hmm. one sister who was nine years older than her. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of the crime, she was underage. So the criminal records are sealed. However, the Lexington County Sheriff, James Metz, who handled the original case, uh, released Grant's name immediately after her arrest. So now the facts are available in, like, different newspapers and magazines <laughs> in the 90s. Or from the 90s. Um, so her crime was she bludgeoned her mother 13 <gasps> times with a candle, crystal candlestick crushing her skull. What? She then proceeded to mop up the pools of blood from the kitchen floor and hide the rags and candlestick in her closet. There's... Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, like, all bloody. Yeah, like, okay. no one's gonna know. Right. <laughs> it's tie-dye. <laughs> um, she tried to make the death look like a suicide, so she stuck a carving knife into the side of her mother's neck and wrapped her fingers around the handle. What? And I'm like, who would do that? Yeah. Like, let me just... Stab myself? Like, not even in, like, a part where it's, like gonna do a lot of damage especially if you like miss your arteries it's just stabbing yourself right and I'm okay I'm confused already but yeah okay so <laughs> her older sister um Dana this mm-hmm. is her story of how it kind of happened okay. okay so she arrived home from work but found the back and side door locked so I'm assuming you know like in the 90s people were like left shit open because yeah. they didn't care like, it's fine. This is a good neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's so nice here. <laughs> um, her mother and sister Gina should have been home, so she yelled for them to open the door, but no one replied. Um, which I thought was weird, because immediately she goes to the front door with her key. I'm like, why wouldn't she just do that in the first place? Yeah. But I guess if your back door is always open, or your side door or whatever, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like... What's going on? Yeah, then? like, is something wrong? So I kind of get it, but also, like, just, you have a fucking key. Just <laughs> Yeah. Um, so she tried the front door with her key, and she was immediately pushed back, like, closed on her. Oh. Yeah, so scary. Yeah. Um, she went to an Amco garage near her home and used a payphone to call 911. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, a payphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, who just has change on them? Right yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't. Um, so Deputy Tim Darling, like, that's such a nice, <laughs> when I read that, I was like, that, I picture, like, a guy that's, like, super, like, lifetime movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm good, I'm so gentlemanly, <laughs> everyone loves me, I'm Tim Darling. It's definitely a movie name. So, um, he responded to her call, picked her up, and drove back to the house. Um, they got back. Gina was standing outside in an agitated state. Like, creepy. Yeah. Um, she said that she had gotten a fight with her mom and she was hurt slash might be dead. Uh Uh-huh. What? I don't know. (laughs) Crazy. You guys should come check it out. I'm I'm so confused. (laughs) So then, uh, Detective John Phillips, he said it was, quote, it was one of the most violent and vicious homicides I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he said, 
There was blood everywhere, spattered all over the walls in the kitchen. It was pretty obvious the victim had been killed in the kitchen and dragged into the dining room for some reason. I came back out and started talking to the girls. Dana was shook, but Gina was kind of excited. Like, her adrenaline was flowing. What? Creepy. I know. And what makes her think they weren't going to try to search the whole... uh, I'm... Stupid. Stupid. It's stupid. Well, she's also 14. I know. So So I'm prepared for the reasoning to be stupid as well. (laughs) If we even know. I'm prepared. Yeah. Okay. So talking to police, um, Gina changed her story multiple times. Oh, jeez. She, detective, detective, just use words, um, detectives thought she was believable, um, but if they hadn't seen the crime, if they hadn't had already seen the crime scene, because she was polite, dry-eyed, and, like, had a cool demeanor. Yeah. So she, they were like, oh, yeah, but then we were like, well, we kind of saw what the scene was, so I don't really believe you. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so she initially told police that her mother attacked her while holding a knife and then stabbed herself in the throat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gina's mother, Dorothy, was drunk and screaming at her while she was on the phone with her boyfriend, Jack Hook. I almost had Jack sit on this just because his like, <laughs> name came out because it's so fucking common. Like, <laughs> yeah. literally in everything. There's always, like, a Jack. Like, this is us, Jack. Yeah. Like, there's so and I get so mad every time when it's, like, a cute guy or, like, a mean guy. I'm like, why, why, why Jack? <laughs> Anyways, side note. Um, once she put the phone down, her mother said, we need to have this out now. As <laughs> if she wanted to fight her, saying that she was going to beat her butt. Okay. Yeah. Dorothy unbuttoned her blouse because she did not want to mess up her $300 suit. That's in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> And she took off her rings and watch. Okay. Like, this bitch is like, okay, like, yeah. ready to fight, like, in a locker room style, like, For shit, real. what? She's like, come on, bitch. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, she said that she was coming down from her room when her mom grabbed her, and they struggled and fell, and her mom hit her head. Oh, okay. So, I have a quote, like, what she was saying. She said... I was trying to get away from her, and she kept grabbing my arms and doing this number and trying to hit me. I mean, she hit me in the back. She hit me in the shoulder. She she slapped me a couple of times. Then, somehow, I don't know exactly how, I never really saw it, she had a knife and pulled it up. I was terrified at that point, because I knew that she was going to kill me. I grabbed her arm, and, she, and we bumped around... And I said, no, mama, no, and stuff like that. I jerked the free of her and was backing up, and she just looked at me and said, one of us has to go. One of us has got to go. Again, and she stabbed herself right in front of my eyes. What? And then she was on the floor. Then I just uh, stared at her for a couple of seconds, looked at my hands, and they were covered in blood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. One of us has got to go, but it's not you. Yeah, I'll just kill myself. It's fine. (laughs) I was trying to get you, and I totally could, but I will just stab myself. You're welcome. (laughs) They're like, so what about how she ended up in the dining room now? Yeah. (laughs) What that part? Yeah. So when the candlestick was discovered um, with the bloody rags in Gina's closet, she changed her story to self-defense and was charged with murder. (laughs) <laughs> she added that her mother made threats against her boyfriend, saying, I'm going to kill that little son of a bitch. Mm. And then, um, so Gina 
was confronted with this information that they, like, found the the candlestick and the rags and shit at, like, 5 a.m., mm-hmm. and she agreed to make a third statement in which she said that um, she picked up the candlestick during the struggle and it might have bumped her mother on the head. Might have. She hadn't mentioned it before because she was scared. In quotes, the only thing I withheld from you was that because I thought you would think I killed her, and I didn't. Everything else is true, I swear. I try to get some of the blood up from everywhere. I did it because I don't want to go to jail because I didn't kill her. Okay. Yeah. So, the same guy that, like, released her name Uh in the beginning, uh, James Metz, uh, he said, I think she committed a carefully planned and particularly brutal murder, and, um... I don't know that anything was planned here, but I do think it's brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she did, like, she could have planned that. Like, clearly, the mom didn't put up too much of a struggle. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just think hiding it there and just trying to stab her after. Well, maybe she was like, I'm 14. I feel like she just went nuts one day after her mom was like, you shouldn't be with that boy. With that boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was saying, mama, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's South Carolina, I think I said, so I get it. Um, He said that James Metzguy said his own daughter was in the same class as Gina at Gina school. Oh, my gosh. And he said, I think she knew all along that she would get away with it. What? I think so, too, because yeah, you're 14, and you're like, oh, poor me, like... Why would I kill my mom? Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Um, so the autopsy showed she got hit over the head with, con- with considerable force at least 13 times. Whoa! So, yeah. Oh, it might have bumped her head. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> really? So, the first blow was struck from behind while at the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Then she tried to ward off further blows, but was brutally beaten to the ground. Um, She was already dead when the kitchen knife was shoved so hard into the neck that it was embedded one and a half inches into her vertebrae. Ew. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, how could you even do that to yourself? For real, yeah. Like, after a while. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, and then someone, and I put Gina, like, in all caps, <laughs> uh, clumsily pressed, uh, the mother's hand around the handle to look like it was self-inflicted. Did she leave, like, bloody fingerprints, too? Oh, just wait. <laughs> uh, the candlestick was a gift from Gina to her mother, <gasps> and it was wiped clean. Oh. Like, how fucked up is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like, I love this candlestick I got you, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> So I'm gonna kill you with it. So in mitigation, so I didn't know what mitigation was. So I had to look it up. (laughs) And it's the principle that a party who has suffered loss from a tort of breach or contract has to take reasonable action to minimize the amount of the loss suffered. Okay. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> Got it. Mitigation. Yeah. Right here. Mitigation. Uh, there was evidence of Gina's mother being an alcoholic. Um, Gina claimed her mother was physically abusive, which her sister attested to. Mm-hmm. Gina pleaded no contest, which I also looked up because I didn't oh. know exactly what that meant. And it contest. means you admit no guilt for the crime, but the court can determine punishment. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like, I didn't do it, but like you guys thought I did, so... <laughs> 
whatever. It's um, crazy. So no contest to voluntary manslaughter. Her boyfriend pleaded no contest to being an accessory to voluntary manslaughter after the fact. Why was he? Oh, that's going to come up, girl. This okay. is th- This is why I say this one for the yeah. yeah, the last. Um Gina was sentenced to a year in juvenile detention with probation until 18 years old and then her boyfriend served nearly a year in juvenile detention. Mhm. So after juvie. Okay. Um Gina was given permission to relocate to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Ma- oh, I cannot say that. <laughs> Massachusetts? Yes, thank you. To live with a parental aunt and uncle. Oh, not parental. Paternal. Oh, okay. <laughs> paternal aunt and uncle. Uh, she attended Cambridge Rid- Ringe and Latin High School. What? Yeah. She excelled academically, oh, tutor- tutored improvised children, and was co-captain of the tennis team. Okay. Yeah, she's like, come back for the century. <laughs> what? So, um, Gina's crime was became the subject of national headlines, um, but she was granted early admission into Harvard. Whoa, what? Yes. What did she write in the essay portion? Well, I don't know that, but she told the interviewer her mother had died in an accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her lawyer later argued that educational institutions are forbidden by Massachusetts state law to ask about criminal matters that do not result in convictions. Mm -hmm. Since she was a juvenile found guilty, they're called adjudicated delinquent. Adjudicated delinquent. Okay. Rather than convicted. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to say anything, I guess. Um, she was featured in an April 2nd Boston Globe Sunday Magazine article about disadvantaged students who succeeded despite their circumstances. <sighs> an anonymous party faxed Harvard and that Globe Magazine copies of the old news articles about the murder. Whoa. So, yeah, this person was like, no, 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 no. Right. The next fucking day, Harvard rescinded Gina's um, admission. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, they didn't comment on the specific reasons for doing it, citing several possible reasons, mm-hmm. um, but stating, like, it had a, the right to rescind admission if a student engages in behavior that brings into question honest maturity, or honesty, maturity, or moral character. Right. I mean... She murdered her own mother. She's... Clearly, something was going on with her. <laughs> I don't think she has a good moral character. Yeah. <laughs> She um, requested a meeting with the admissions committee to discuss the decision, but she was denied. Ooh. Yeah, Harvard refused to grant her access. But some people sided with Gina. Um, They cited her mother's alcoholism and allegations of physical abuse. Um, Her attorney stated that she was not obligated to disclose the event records once they were sealed when she was 18. Mm. Um, But the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune criticized her. Criticized Harvard for being unforgiving in rescinding the offer, <laughs> and I, I get it because I'm like maybe you should have given her that like, the committee meeting discussion, right? Instead of just being like, nah, you're out, that's it. But whatever. Um, even two Harvard professors, uh, Charles Ogletree and Alan Dershowitz, um, criticized the admissions committee. Oh. Yeah. For, like, not looking into her, for doing that, yeah. for taking away the... 
for just, like, yeah, pretty much, like, taking, giving it to her and then taking away immediately and, like, not having a discussion or anything. Just, Mm -hmm. like, done. Um, students held demonstrations for Gina, on Gina's behalf. Wow. Arguing she paid her debt to society and deserved to be treated like everyone else. And I was, and in all caps, I'm like, um, up for debate. Yeah. Honestly, I think when you kill somebody, you should just have to spend at least their, how old they were in prison or in jail. Well, that doesn't make sense. What if you kill just babies? Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, if you're under a certain age, we have to multiply it by. <laughs> I think maybe you should have to like. You know what? I'm not even. Gonna, I don't know. I'm not gonna. Say. But it's just crazy to me that she. So she was 14 at the time. So she effectively only spent four years mm-hmm. in. Was she doing? psychiatric evaluations or like going to mental health checks because clearly something was wrong with her to go that far yeah so i'm just confused as to why they're so supportive of her when i she's know nuts yeah like that's a crazy thing to do yeah like oh my god she went to four years that's yeah. totally enough time to be better she's a cool person now, yeah guys <laughs> she tutored impoverished impoverished <laughs> children so like she's a saint um and it's scary that she was able to get in, honestly. Into Harvard? Yeah. Like, that smart? Like, early admission into Harvard? Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Well, also, you know, she was f- featured in that article and whatever, so I don't know if... No, they probably don't have any correlation. Anyways, um, you know, let's take a little break saying that uh, do not take this as fact or research. <laughs> I keep forgetting to say it in the beginning. Um, this is just my research, which was shittily done, <laughs> and our comments. Okay. Back. Back at it. Um, in The Nation, the columnist Alexander Cockburn ridiculed the university for turning Grant away while awarding a fellowship to a Guatemalan government minister accused of supervising a massacre of Mayan Indians. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Grant, uh, sorry, Gina herself made no appearances other than issuing a brief statement saying, I deal with this tragedy every day on a personal level. It serves no good purpose for anyone else to dredge up the pain of my childhood. In addition, I have no wish to defame my mother's memory by detailing any abuse. So, uh, that is, oh my gosh. <laughs> She's just very calculated and it's scary. That's what I'm saying, planned. Yeah, like, but the guy defending her, like, oh, you won't let a murderer in, but you'll let a mass murderer in, <laughs> like, sir. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. But um, she was accepted into Columbia University, Barnard College, and Barnard College and Tufts University. Okay, so she still went on to do just fine, I guess. And well, in a world of controversy with Harvard, Columbia, and Barnard both rescinded their acceptances without a discussion with Gina. Oh my gosh. But then Tufts president John Bibagio had the authority to do the same but decided not to and Gina attended as part of the class of 1999. Whoa. Yeah. And the secrets come out. (gasps) What? Dorothy, her mother. Well, it's not really secrets, but that's what I titled this section. (laughs) 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 Just give it more flair. Uh, Dorothy, her mother, took to the bottle after her husband died. 
Oh, she held down. I was wondering where the dad was in all of this. I, I told you in the beginning. The, oh, the, oh yeah, the lung you, cancer. When he was, when she was eleven. Okay. Eleven. Yeah. So three years later, yeah. after she killed her, um, she was drunk almost every night at home. Um, she often flew. Oh, that's probably really loud when I did that. She um, often flew into a drunken rage and blamed Gina for the death of her father. What? But it was lung cancer, so I don't How? get that. But she was probably drunk saying it, so... Right. She's just sad. Yeah. Um, she didn't express... Or Gina didn't express the problems in the home until a few days before the murder, so... <gasps> weird that it was... Yeah. That close to the murder. Um, Who did she tell? Like, somebody at school? You know what? Her friend... You know, why do you keep asking questions that I don't have the answer to right now? Okay. Just listen to this story and make comments. It's called Killer Reactions, oh, not right, Killer right. Questions, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> to write down your questions, I will take them at the end. <laughs> if they're not already answered throughout the story. So, uh... That led the police to believe it was premeditated because she was, like, setting up a defense saying, you know, my mom hurt me. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she was skiing with water skiing with a friend, Christy Harrelson, over Labor Day weekend and confessed confessed she was frightened her mother would kill her. See, it was her friend. I don't Mm -hmm. know why I was not. (laughs) It was her friend. She was just water skiing? She had such a good light. Well, you know. I'm just so confused on why you would do that. Like, this is the so... The you're like... Oh, this is God. so confused. I need to look up what she looks like. You can look up only her picture. Okay. Um, I might have pictures. Maybe not for this one. No, I don't want this one. Um, anyways. She... So she told Christy Harrison um, over Labor Day weekend and that she became increasingly violent when she was drunk. Um, the mother of the friend told police... But oh. they couldn't do anything until something happened. Oh, yeah. wow. That's sad. Yeah. So her friend's mother, Eileen Harrelson, um, said, in quote, Christy knew that Gina had problems with her mother's drinking, but we never knew it was that bad. You could never have guessed. She was always cheerful when she was around here, playing basketball in the backyard or tennis, whatever. None of us will never know what happened that night with her mother, and I don't know how much Gina remembers. But I feel sure, um, wow, I lost where I was at. I don't know how much Gina remembers, but I feel sure she thought her life was threatened. I see her as a victim. Yes, I do. So, I don't know. Um, Jack Hook wasn't right for Gina. Um, they started dating at age 13. Okay. Um, he was a <laughs> mediocre student that had a police record of petty crime and vandalism. Oh. Um, she was sneaking him in a couple nights a week to sleep over. And she would be, like, taking out her dog and she'd be like, you stupid dog, which means her mother was passed out and, like, he could come in. Oh. Or she would say, go get your bone, which meant go home. Right. So, like, that's kind of smart, actually. But at 13, like, do you really need to be... Having a sleepover? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I mean, (laughs) not judging anybody. But kind of gross. But kind of gross. Um, He was fingerprinted a few days after the murder and his prints were found on the knife that was stuck in Dorothy's neck. Oh my god. What? uh, What? Yeah. 
He said he was over there a lot and his fingerprints would be over everything because, you know, they dated. Uh-huh. And then he remembered he was practicing throwing knives into a tree. Like... What? Duh. Right. Don't you casually throw knives into a tree to practice, you know, for the end of the world or something? <laughs> Duh. Um, so on the day of her arrest, Gina wished to make a new statement. Um, she said that... Wait, she got re-arrested? No, I'm saying, like, th- oh. this is just a statement from okay. her arrest. Um, like, I guess... Yeah, a new statement. Like, she changed... I don't understand. Right. I don't get it. But anyways... Um, she had said he had come into the house through the back door, uh, while she was fighting with her mother in the kitchen. Her mother then picked up a knife, which she had held a few inches from Gina's face. I was just trying, and she's like, I was just trying to make her drop it, and I was still yelling, and, uh, I saw him run into the den area and then come back. I remember seeing his hand raised with the crystal thing, the candlestick in his hand. I saw him hit her once in the back of the head, and then I just turned away. I didn't hear her, hear Mama scream. Um, I, you know, didn't hear a whole lot of noises. I heard him hitting her, and I was leaning on the counter, and I had my hands up against my head, and I was screaming. And then I, I looked up, and I saw everything that had happened, and Jack was just, he was just standing there. He had started shaking all over, and um, he was saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. What mm-hmm. the heck? And she had said this the day that she was arrested? Yeah. And they didn't take it seriously because she had changed her story so many times? I'm or? assuming. Well, I mean, he was fingerprinted just a few days after, so right. I'm assuming they, like, took it, and they're like, well, I guess, like, And he only spent a it. year in there, though, right? He pled no contest and spent, like, less than a year in juvie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, then the officer asked Gina how the knife got into her mother's throat, and she said, I guess he stabbed her. Whoa. <laughs> Just uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> when he grabbed the cam, he actually grabbed the knife before the camera. Yeah, like, just- I'm so sorry. <laughs> I... Whoa. She should have just said, me- like, a burglar came in if yeah. it was going to be... This whole thing is nuts. We're not done. <laughs> well, we're almost done, but we're not done yet. I have a little bit left. Um, she came forward with her new story because otherwise she would be going to jail. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so you're telling us that Jack did this so you can get out of jail. And she said, basically. And she's like, and they asked, what happens if Jack tells us you did it so he can get out of jail? And then she just said, you just have to decide who you believe, I guess. Yeah. Like, what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, conversations with Jack Hook and his mother. Gina's conversations with Jack Hook and his mother. Um, he wrote a letter to Gina and um, his mom read it to her. And it said, Gina, well, how are you doing? Fine, I hope. Gina, I'm sorry, and I know you're hurting all over, but I just want the best for you in the long run. Times are hard now, but they will get better. If you tell the whole truth of what happened, the law will respect you for that and help you out because (sighs) they know how your mother was. I don't know what happened that night and I don't care because I love you all the time. I know it's hard out. It's hard, but Gina, you have to get strong and help yourself. I'll stick by you the whole way and wherever you go, I'll, I'll be there wherever I can, whenever I can. 
It's not easy for me either. I mean, I'm in jail for something I have nothing to do with. Oh. None of my friends will ever have the same trust in me. I can never play football again, and I'll fail the ninth grade. But all that I can handle. (laughs) But I can't handle seeing you in jail for the rest of your life. I'm sorry, and I wish I could help you, but there's nothing I can do except tell you the best thing to do. I'm sorry, and I'll love you forever, Gina. Just tell your lawyer what happened, and he will straighten it out for you. I'm sorry again, and I love you very much. P.S. Right back. I love you forever. Gina. Jack. What? Yeah. This whole thing is not... I'm so confused on who actually did it now. Yeah. Well, that's all I have, so... Whoa! That's the end of it? Yeah. I just She never wrote back, the... guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she did. I, I don't think she did either. Yeah. She's cold Well, there was, like, this whole section. I feel like this is not the, like, last one I edited. Because I feel like I had more. But anyways... I remember reading this section, like, she would, like, talk to him on the phone, and oh. it was just, like, weird, just, I don't know how to describe like, it. Like, while they were dating, or? No, like, after. Prison? Yeah. No, or they were jail? both in juvie. Oh, oh, in juvie. Yeah, because they were both, yeah. And they never, like, rekindled their relationship, they just got out and were like, oh. Yeah. She's just living We wrote back a couple times, and then that was it. It's crazy. That is crazy. She just got to go on and live her life. And so did he. Yeah. Honestly, he got off easier. Well, no, that sucks. If he really had nothing to do with it. I don't know that... Well, I just feel like the knife part, I think that was definitely him. But he was practicing (laughs) knife throwing on trees. When they said they... What did you not get that? That they found the fingerprints. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because even when he said how deep I was in, I'm like, wow, she is strong to have hit her. And then 13 times, too. 13 times is a lot if that's something heavy. And I'm thinking that it is because, you know, she was water skiing. She probably was like, oh, it was a steal at $200. Like, so I don't know. I think it took a lot of strength to do everything, especially if they dragged her after, too. That's so true. So they, oh, yeah. they were he, definitely working together, but, you know, that's crazy. And now they're just, like, out there. I think her mom really was probably verbally abusive, and it wasn't a good environment, but, like, there was no... I don't know. It was you were going to go to college, like... Yeah, and it was fun. the 90s, too, so I guess people weren't necessarily just, like, talking about that as freely. True. Too. Yeah. If there was abuse. It's your mom. Listen to her. Yeah. (laughs) Do whatever she says and take whatever she says. They were more concerned about, like, say no to drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everyone was on drugs. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. How crazy. Yeah. So, GG, is that a cursed cursed initials? No. Yes, please don't tell me. But I looked her up. I saw her picture. There's a picture of her mom, too. And? Um, What do you think? I don't know. She just looks like a regular person. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) A terrifying person. And their house, it shows their house, too, and their house is really nice. So weird. I just don't get murders like this when... But I guess, you know, being young, you only know what you know. And if you feel like your life is bad, there's no real comparison, especially in that time, to know that you have it so good. But it's That's true. nuts. Her poor mom. That's so sad. 
Like, I bet the mom, yeah, was, like, not even that bad, but... Yeah, she was just sad over her husband dying, and her daughter's like, you're such a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, meanwhile, you. they live in a five-bedroom, three-bathroom, like... Mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's it. Oh, it was, well, kind of a long one, 43 minutes. Oh. Yeah, I'm probably not going to edit anything, because... Yeah. See you next time, guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you won't, because you'll be in fucking Idaho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be Can't recording Can't wait to listen Jack. to the Christmas episode there, though. Yeah, definitely. 8 a.m., guys. <laughs> Wednesdays, <laughs> 8 a.m. Okay, bye. See ya.